Hello? This is Swarm. And I say, Merry Christmas, because we say Merry Christmas now. And you are listening to Amazing Spider Talk. Well, you heard it, people. Uh, Swarm has given us a lovely introduction. I guess happy holidays to you all. Mark and I thought we would enjoy uh, recording this bonus episode of the show to wish you guys all a happy holidays and uh, and safe travels and all that stuff and something for you to enjoy while you're uh, gallivanting around the world. So, uh, hi, this is uh, Dapper Dan Gavazdin. And I'm mischievous Mark Janakio. I mean, Dan, is it truly a happy holiday episode, though? I mean, isn't Hanukkah basically over? We we know what this holiday is. Come on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of with the Nazi on this one. <laughs> All right, well, you and your PC SJW friends will keep doing your Merry Christmas. I'm sticking with Hanukkah. I'm sticking with Kwanzaa. It's a happy holiday. Very fair. Very fair. Well, Dan. Uh, because we, we were feeling so festive and joyous after wrapping up our, our first season of all new Amazing Spider Talk, we, we thought we would, uh, discuss one of our, our favorite holiday ep issues of Amazing Spider-Man of all time. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's our favorite because of the quality, but it certainly was an issue that in its own weird roundabout way kind of brought, kind of made this show happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 weirdly true. Uh, I think I think it's like really the basis of the formation of our friendship is me nagging you about these issues. Yeah. So uh, the the issues in question, of course, are Amazing Spider-Man issues number one sixty five and one sixty six by uh, Len Wein and Ross Andrew. Right. It's Ross Andrew on yeah, the right here, Ross right? Andrew, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he would because Ross Andrew would always capture like very famous New York City scenes and stuff like that, and and there's ample of that here because this is this is well, it's not the debut of Stegron the Dinosaur Man. He actually showed up in an issue of Marvel Team Up uh, a few months before this one, but this is for all intents and purposes, this is like the the first big amazing Spider-Man issue of Stegron the Dinosaur Man. That's gonna be a theme. Uh, who attacks New York on Christmas and the Museum of Natural History. He reanimates dinosaurs. I mean, Dan, what could you and I possibly have to bond over this issue about? (laughs) (laughs) Basically that whenever you did a reader's poll of what people should – what you should write about as requested by your readers, I would just harangue you – to write about these issues as if they were the best issues of Amazing Spider-Man ever written, which I, you know I've never really asked you from your point of view, not even knowing me. What like what did you think? Was I trolling you, or what, like did you think this guy is like mental? Because there's definitely those people when like you read our blogs, there are those people that write in that have like this like weird affinity for an issue that you can't quite put your finger on, like why they care so much about this. Or did you always know I was joking? 
Well, okay. So here's the thing. I mean, what I the the the, the story I always come back to, or the anecdote I come back to, was and it, it kind of came at a weird time for me in the blogging world. It was um, it was actually right around Christmas time, and I was doing. It wasn't so much a poll. I was doing a a countdown of my personal favorite single issues of Amazing Spider-Man. So I was just taking one issue. It didn't matter if it was part of a longer story or not. This was I actually was doing this list to mark um, Amazing Spider-Man number 700 because that was being promoted as the end of Amazing Spider-Man, which was true for about a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> and um, and like I had kind of like taken a hiatus from blogging and, you know, I, the, my, my son had been born uh, a year earlier in 2011 and like, you know, 2012 was kind of hot and cold for me in terms of creating consistent content for me so like but like amazing spider-man number 700 and all the fury and furor around it kind of um reignited my passion to do um the vlog again so i was doing this list and i was trying so desperately to build up a following on social media so i remember being on twitter being like oh so i'm at number five can anyone guess what the next one's gonna be and you just kept coming in at Amazing Spider-Man number 166, Stagger on the Dinosaur Man. And I was just like, what is up with this guy? <laughs> I, I, I definitely didn't think you were being serious. I knew you were trolling me, but I'm like, why are you trolling me, man? <laughs> like, like, this isn't helping either. <laughs> and lo, a friendship was born. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it was a few, like a few weeks later, you're like, we should do a podcast. So I was like, eh, I don't think so, Stegron guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not the best platform to create outrage between two people is insist that he write about Stegron. Um, I don't yeah. really know what sparked this in me. I guess I've just these two issues have always been a kind of like butt of mine. Like it, it's just such, they're two really strange issues in regards to the kind of villain that Spider-Man could fight. And I always found them ridiculous, especially Stegron, the dinosaur man and his plot to reanimate dinosaur skeletons and then send them back back in i guess de-evolve them back into living dinosaurs was so ridiculous to me and much of len ween's run on the book i found ridiculous that this one has just always been a sticking point to me where spider-man was doing pretty well for a while up through like one you know jerry conway's run and all this stuff and then you suddenly get bizarre issues like this and i felt like it was the first time that the book really got off track and became emblematic of a lot of the book through these, you know, late 100 to 200 issues where it was just strange villains that he was fighting. And I'm sure we'll talk about this when we get to actually talking about this on normal episodes of our show. But to me, this issue just became emblematic of a period of time of Spider-Man. Oh yeah, and and when you go back and like read interviews with these guys, and especially when you talk about the when they talk about the villains, I mean they keep coming back to well, you know, I didn't want to use Doc Ock and Sandman and Green Goblin anymore, and 
you know, I want to do something different. And, you know, I get that. I mean, we're, we, we deal with that to this day in the world of comics. I mean, it's like, you know, we kind of go on a run where we're doing, it's the classic guys. And then it's like, we're going to get away from the classic guys. And then, you know, we're putting them all back in the box and now, oh, now they're out of the box, you know, but so this was clearly back in one of the back in the box periods, but, the, the the villains were kind of exceptionally bizarre during this run. Um, and, you know, I mean, Len Wein created a number of famous characters in his heyday. And, and there were even some very, you know, some individual issues of his um, that during this run that I thought were quite good. But like, yeah, I felt some of these other longer form things, you were just kind of like, what the heck? Like, not only is this just bizarre, but like it's just inherently not a Spider-Man story. And 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 like in rereading more so 166 and six and then 165, like the the script is just so ridiculous. And I mean, you know, not to speak ill of of the recently deceased, but it's also it's so bad. Like <laughs> like you know the fact that Stegron is always he's not he's not Stegron he's Stegron the dinosaur man that is the name of the character like that's like that's like his marvel database name right it's not Stegron it's Stegron the dinosaur man and all just, throughout I'm cracking up over here just every time you say it it's just so blatantly hilarious <laughs> yeah and then like all throughout like I, I don't think I truly noticed this before, probably because I never actually truly seriously read this issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, like there are like at least 11 occasions on this in this issue where they like they're like that dinosaur man. It's always dinosaur man. <laughs> like he's not <laughs> he's not that villain or he's not that dinosaur or that guy. It's like, oh, that dreaded Stegron, the dinosaur man. <laughs> Like, like, why? What? What is up with that? <laughs> you know what's also perplexing about this, and and perhaps people who've never read this issue don't even understand why we're talking about this on like as a Christmas issue, is that it's the Christmas issue featuring Stegron the Dinosaur Man. Like there was something inherently holiday about a dinosaur man, but. They go out of their way to really like emphasize how Christmassy this story is meant to be. I mean, not only is it snowing, which I guess plays into the story in an interesting way we'll talk about later, but you know, this this story starts off and ends with Spider Man issuing a holiday message. And they really hit upon this. My favorite part of it being that this is also a lizard story. Yes. Where Stegron kidnaps Bill Con- Billy Connors and tr- triggers the transformation of the lizard. But when Spider-Man, like, comes on the scene of the crime, like, Martha Connors is all in tears and broken up. Not because her son has been kidnapped <laughs> by Stegron the Dinosaur Man, but because he left her apartment in tatters. And you get this image of this... <laughs> Christmas tree just knocked over and she's like not that bothered by it she's like half smiling but like concerned you know it's Christmas and my son is gone and look at the tree yeah you know and Spider-Man's like I'll get your son back but first we gotta pick this tree up 
like priority number one. <laughs> Can you describe this person that came into your apartment? Uh, he kind of looked like a stegosaurus, but but also a man. Okay, He's a great. Dinosaur thank man, you, Dan. He's a dinosaur man. That is the only descriptor you need. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Thank you for telling me about that. Now let's pick up this apartment. Yeah, yeah, and like it's like. One of those trees, like on the wooden planks, and I, I, I gotta be honest, I was, I was, as someone, as someone who, um, you know, has like, you know, has seen those trees on the streets of New York for years now. The thing that amazed me most was after like Spider Man picked up the tree, it, like the floor wasn't like covered with needles, which is I feel like either a really missed opportunity by Ross Andrew, or that was just the best freshest freaking tree in the world, right? I mean, Ross Andrew is known for his in- intense detail, although yeah. he like forgot to include lizards' teeth in this issue. Yeah. Although I guess I guess it's early lizard, so he doesn't necessarily have teeth all the time. But it's right. so weird. He's this big gum gum filled monster there's no sinisterism to it uh it's just uh oh my goodness these issues yes um there there there's something else um so of course you know the 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 skeletons that are reanimated are from the Museum of Natural History, the di- famous dinosaur exhibit. One of my, I actually always refer to the Museum of Natural History dinosaur exhibit as my happy place, Dan. That's just a little personal anecdote. Because uh, of your r- fondness for Stegron the Dinosaur Man? Well, yeah, I guess so. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it was my first class trip as a kindergartner when I was in school. You know, we were, I was, I went to school in a suburb of New York. Uh, we went to the Museum of Natural History and I was like the biggest dinosaur nerd as a five year old. So, like, ever since it's just become like my little childhood happy place. It's like, you know, like when Happy Gilmore thinks of like, was it like people on, unicycles i think of the museum of natural history uh i'll tell you if i'm ever like lucky enough to be a writer on amazing spider-man my first story is going to be about the squid do you remember the character the squid yeah (laughs) i'm gonna have him reanimate the squid and the whale and they're just gonna tear their way through new york city the giant squid and whale exhibit (laughs) uh anyway no, that's a great that, exhibit. It's a great exhibit. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, you know, but yeah, this, this, this comic, this brings it all home. And, and um, um, what, else, what else can you truly say about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so first off, let, let, let's, let's be clear about this. The first step of Stegron's plan, Stegron the Dinosaur Man, yeah. Is that he gets this like laser gun thing that he's invented that reanimates the skeletons of the dinosaurs. This is a reanimated non-Nazi skeleton of dinosaurs not covered in bees that right. are wandering around. Specifically, I guess a T-Rex, a Stegosaurus, and a Brontosaurus of some sort. Yes. And uh, that's issue one. And you're like, wow, what a threat. I mean, that is terrifying yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've played Mario Odyssey. You don't want to mess with the T-Rex, man. Right, and the police are called, and they can't believe what they're saying. Um, you know, and there's some daring do's around that. But then phase two of his plan is where it gets even more devious. 
his like gun thing has like a second mode that <laughs> allows him to de-evolve or whatever or regress these skeletons, which I guess temporarily sends them back in time to where they ha- have all muscles and blood and tissue. Yeah. These are full-on dinosaurs attacking the city. Mark, have the stakes ever been this high? No, no. And, you know, it's it's – you know, not only is Spider-Man dealing with this, but he's also dealing with the lizard. And, you know, as he likes to likes to always remind us in lizard stories, I can't possibly truly fight him with my full strength. Yet I do find he dispatches the lizard pretty easily in this issue, which is a little <laughs> like, oh, all right. <laughs> he just shoots him in the mouth with his web, which, yeah. uh, you know, like barring any kind of weird innuendo from that that you want to you want to gather uh, it immediately cures the lizard yes because i packed my serum in my webbing or something which is like he can do that now (laughs) Uh, apparently so i mean uh good on him yeah maybe he has like that tony stark webbing from uh homecoming or something (laughs) you know you know you're reminding me that like as much as we're joking about these issues there are actually really substantial things that happen in peter's like civilian life in these yes. two issues. Yeah, we find out that Harry and Liz Allen have become engaged. That's pretty big, right? Yeah, there you go. So there's that. And like Peter confronts Flash Thompson about dating Mary Jane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he sticks up for himself and is like, you know, back off and kind of holds Mary Jane accountable, even referencing Gwen Stacy's death and her role in comforting him in that that he felt like they were more serious than perhaps she did. Um, you know, potentially laying the seeds for that great Tom DeFalco, uh, Ron friend story, um, where we kind of find out more about Mary Jane. I mean, you know, say what you will about Stegron, the dinosaur man, uh, you know, the, these events have a way of pushing things forward. Nevertheless. Yeah. You know, like it's, 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 it's just, Stegron's world and we're all just living in it, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just a dinosaur man's world and we're all living in it. No, the the MJ stuff is really is really good, and I think it like also kind of plants the seeds for the inevitable breakup uh, when Marv Wolfman came on the book. I mean, Marv Wolfman more or less has not been shy about saying that that was like priority number one for him. And, you know, and he was on, I don't know, maybe about a dozen issues after this one came out. Um, so clearly, like, you know, under Len Wein, we were kind of getting to the end of the rope because, like, we they weren't going to advance beyond dating and they wanted to kind of they, they clearly didn't want to show that MJ was ever going to settle down. So you kind of like setting her up to be unlikable again, which they really hadn't done for a while, probably since the days that Gwen had been alive. So Marv Wolfman's number one priority, breaking up Peter and MJ. What would you say is his number two priority, Mark? Bringing back the burglar? Or, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of an uneventful run. Yeah, pretty much. Um. <laughs> so back to Stegron. What do you think about Stegron's like apparent death? In issue 166, it's kind of like, you know, we go from this comic, uh, you know, that's like larger than life kind of goofy affair. And then suddenly it gets like 
kind of dark. And very melodramatic. It's like he realizes he's taking his last breaths as he sinks further into the icy water. <laughs> a fitting the, end to a dinosaur the, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, you know, dinosaurs are warm-blooded, as as anyone who's studied dinosaurs can tell you. So it should only be fitting. And, and I do like that he even says, if I had only waited till spring. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I didn't think about, it's like the uh, the bad guys in the movie Signs. Yes. If only we didn't go to the planet covered in water. Yes. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, man. Who would have thought showing up in the Christmas issue would have really derailed my plans? <laughs> oh, no. You know, like, I was destined for this. My last name was Stegron. Yeah. I mean, you know, you would have thought, like, for a Christmas issue, like, you know, Green Goblin looking like an elf or something would be more thematically appropriate, right? I mean, you know, it is kind of odd. It, in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, Dan, we didn't get that many, like, bona fide Christmas issues. We had, like, this one, and I remember there was one during the McFarlane run uh, where, like, they're getting kicked out of their apartment. Um, and I'm trying to think of other, like, clearly definitive Christmas issues um, during Amazing Spider-Man tenure, and there's not a ton of them, right? No, but we don't even really get many um, bona fide winter ep- issues of Spider-Man. Like, right. It's like it's eternal summer in New York and only punctuated by incredible blizzards. Yeah, which, you know, and the incredible blizzards are always kind of considered unseasonable in their own way, you know? <laughs> like, like <laughs> clearly there's something wrong because in New York we would never have snow like this. It's like, but, 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 but New York's been your, one of your characters forever. It's based on a real place. What? <laughs> I think it's the kind of thing where the writers are writing so ahead of time that they kind of forget about the seasons until they hit. And then it's like December and they're like, I don't want to be writing an issue about snow and have it come out in the summer, you know? So it's just kind of this weird timing thing, I imagine. Yeah. But, you know, like, hey, you know, Dicko was all about trying to portray reality and, you know, there was never any seasonal issues during his run. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, um but yeah, so um, but yeah, the the ice did him in. The ice did in the dinosaur man, Dan. And, and then we get I, this incredible whiplash from someone dying to happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a dead dinosaur man. Right. <laughs> but dinosaurs didn't celebrate Christmas. They only predated Jesus by like two thousand years. Right. Right. <laughs> So there you go. Well, then that's a lesson uh, to all you dinosaur men that are non-believers out there. Pretty much, <laughs> Dan. I, I I don't know about you, but you know, after talking a little bit about this issue, in addition to me wanting to just reread and reread it and reread it again, I kind of want to curl up with some eggnog and some hot chocolate, uh, maybe some bourbon. Now I'm channeling Flash Thompson. I don't know. I'm just in the season now. I'm ready to do. I'm ready. I'm ready for the holidays. Christmas doesn't start until you read about a dinosaur man. Yes. Uh, I mean, thinking, I mean, we were talking about not that many amazing issues, but there, I mean, in terms of Christmas issues with Spider-Man, there's 
the Marvel team up number one with the Human Torch and Sandman and. There's a spectacular Spider-Man issue by Peter David with like a bad Santa. I don't know yeah, if you ever. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's the the one I I always love the it's the uh, entangled web with um, uh, what's his name? Darwin uh, Cook. Dark Cook. Um, which is a lot of kind of has like a holiday variety show sitcom feel to it. Um, the Stegron the Dinosaur Man though top all of those. <laughs> it's got to. It's just got to. <laughs> Like, whether you like it or not, it's just insane enough to be the best Spider-Man holiday issue ever. Excellent. At least through lip service. All right, Dan. Well, uh, do you want to say anything else to our listeners? I don't as, know. As, this, is, as, this is the beginning of Mark and I's friendship through the weirdest way possible. That makes it a great holiday episode, and it warms my heart to think about it. And I really hope everybody out there, this is just a one-off, goofy thing, but we hope you're having a great time with your family or whatever you're doing, and uh, happy holidays. Wait, wait, Dan, before we go, oh my god, it's it's a Christmas miracle emerging from the icy lagoon. It's Stegron the Dinosaur Man. Oh no! This is Stegron the Dinosaur Man. Mother is upset that I came out here by myself. That's why I reanimated all my friends. But they're dead too. Anyway, happy holidays and don't steal any of my stem cells. (laughs) 